Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. today. That blessed arrangement. <laughs> blessed arrangement. A dream within a dream. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah. Yes. But get, say a few uh, words. Give me a little mic check one, two. My voice is going to sound like absolute dog shit on this podcast. You're, you're going to be over here. I'm like <laughs> Bart Simpson. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Flanders. Well said, son. Yeah. Uh, Howdy doodly. Uh, Howdy well, doodly, indeed. Indeed. Gus. Um, we... Um, I just, I just I don't sound like Bar. I sound like the creature no, from the you, Black Lagoon. You sound fine, dude. I sound like someone stuck a brick up my nose and was like, "Here, talk out of this, bitch." Anyway, doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it does. What's up, dude? How are you? I'm great. It's, it's been a, it's been a little it's while. It's been a hot minute. Um, In fact, as we record this, there is still an unreleased pod. So yeah, it's been <sighs> longer for the listeners than for it has been for us yeah we've we've we been recorded a, a week or two ago we've been doing stuff it's just been very piecemeal it's been very here and there um, we've also kind of been pretty picky about the stuff we're pretty recording picky on. also just super busy like yeah it seems like every weekend either you or i have something going on and then of course you know like and the weekends one that of one us, of us is free the other is out of town or, or sick or, or sick. like yeah as you can probably hear i sound not very normal. Um, no, dude. No. Still getting over good. a sinus infection. You know what's really? You know what's really effed up? Is tell me. I got. I I did a teledoc appointment yesterday, and uh, oh, where it's like the video. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was telling about all my symptoms. I get I get these like twice a year. Yeah. Same exact thing. All in the nose and in the ears. Get a little congestion. Just a little bit of head congestion. Never a fever. Nothing. Just all sinus infection symptoms. No fever. Nothing like that. And uh, so I was just going through that with them, talking about the worst part is my ear pain. I was telling them about that. And normally they're just like, okay, yeah, it sounds pretty, you know, sounds like a pretty standard sinus infection. We'll get you a prescription for antibiotics and, you know, you can pick them up in whatever, in an hour, whatever. Um, Yesterday, though, this lady was like, so we have this new protocol where uh, before we can prescribe you with antibiotics, you have to do a steroid, uh, like what? a steroid medicine, like Flonase. Flonase is a, is a steroid, it, but it's an allergy steroid. I don't have severe allergy issues. I have, have a, a sinus infection. I have a sinus infection. <laughs> now, granted, I probably the, set my allergy issues with all the smoke Doesn't and the wind. Help. That's for sure. Uh, it's for sure compounding everything and making things worse. But that's not what this is because it's been a week now and I've been dealing with this shit and they're like yeah go get some flonase which by the way is really fucking expensive <laughs> you know how much a prescription for antibiotics costs like a dollar 30 for a 10-day supply to fuck to, to boom and you're in your feeling in your in your safe instead i had to buy i had to pay 16 dollars for this fucking bottle of flonase that'll last me a month get bent is all i'm saying seem I'm not you upset seem about it. Very bitter. I'm not bitter about it, and you know what? I'm not bitter about how Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness ended up either. And it was, by the way, madness. It was in every sense of the word. And that movie was. I think madness. probably the only way that we can review this is by just not holding back, like yeah. 
this review should be filled with spoilers because there's no other way. So, if you're listening and you haven't gone to see Doctor Strange yet, this is your this is your warning. This is your warning because we won't be pulling any punches. No, this will be. Nor should we. No, and you know we usually never. <laughs> we we usually never. When do, do we? <laughs> we rarely do. I think the only time we haven't. The only time we've had actual restraint was for Batman. Yeah, it was, so, and that was because we literally released it. The night, the, the night that yeah. it came out. Well, so, the night before. The night before it came out. So, yeah. obviously we wanted to be a little more tactful tactful, in the, with that one. But otherwise, we've never held back. But here we are, um, about a week later. Yep. It's been about a week since Doctor Strange came out. It's been exactly one week um, since I saw it. Yeah. Um, I saw it just the morning after you. Right. And to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised yes i say that not because i thought that it was going to be bad right typically you say pleasantly surprised when your expectations are low are low but the movie was just nothing like what i was expecting and that's why i was pleasantly surprised i liked what they did with it but it was nowhere near what i went into that theater expecting to see no not really i mean once once sam raimi became involved i was expecting well, I was expecting the unexpected. That's really what it, my expectation was. I really don't know what I'm going to get. And the trailers didn't give you any hints. The trailers were all. very withholding, which was great. They were masterfully done trailers in hindsight. As which is, Marvel trailers typically are. Which was really great to see. Uh, Marvel's been on a pretty good streak recently of putting out good trailers that don't yeah. really give much away. Um, also, kind of, I'll interrupt you for just a second, but I like that... Marvel, and they did it for this movie, they did it for Spider-Man, they did it now for Thor, they've been waiting to put out any promo material until like a month before. Oh, yeah. They're, they're giving it like 90 days. Right. So you, they don't really even have time for multiple trailers. You get maybe two trailers, and that's it. They're then, not releasing yeah. these trailers years in advance. Right. And I think it's it's helping them kind of build intrigue almost. Build, yeah, they're they're building up more intrigue I think that way than if they were to release five trailers right in 6 months leading up to the movie. Right, if it was like teaser trailer, trailer 1, trailer 2, final trailer, it's like okay, we right. get it. You have a bunch of we get it. There's a movie coming. You don't need to <laughs> you don't need to bog well, us down with all point, this shit. They don't need to because we all know. Cuz yeah. And they've had the movie schedule like you could you could look up all the Marvel movies coming in the next Five or six years, it's right? Already all right. out. So and also like the you know trailers are meant to like draw people in who you might not have drawn in without sure teasing the movie. The thing with the MCU right now though is like they really don't need to do that with characters like Doctor Strange or characters like Spider Man or characters mm-hmm. like Thor or the Guardians of the Galaxy. People are already are already in on those characters, right? They're already ready to go. That's why with with movies yeah. like this one, you don't need. All the, these, you don't need these extra minutes of, of teaser footage to get people to come because people are already, right. and are you're not already gonna, ready. You're not going to get many people coming to see Doctor <clears throat> Strange Multiverse of Madness who didn't see the first Doctor Strange, who don't know anything about Wanda or the Avengers, who didn't see Spider-Man. Right. Like, the film was already primed, which is also yeah. part of why they can get away with releasing three over the course of what? Six months, yeah, it's been, seven months. Feels like it's because Thor really comes fast. out in July, so seven months. Right, right. Um, they can get away with stuff like that because they're they're 
audience base is already established. Right, and it's such a it's such a large base. It's it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Multiverse of Madness made 187 million dollars yeah. over the weekend, which is insane. It's I mean, e- like even like for like pre-pandemic levels, that's crazy. And it's for insane a, that that's like their that's not their best. Right, like for most studios. <clears throat> If you make one hundred eighty-seven thousand or million in a weekend, you're in a fucking. You're sitting you're, pretty. Yeah, you're in good shape. Yeah, you're really excited. For Marvel, it's just like, yeah, okay, another day. Yeah, but I mean, this another weekend at the box office. Like, baby. I'm pretty sure worldwide, this movie has already grossed half a billion. Like, it's yeah, it's getting it's, pretty. It's close. well on its way after um, just a week of, be, of right, being out, yeah. which is just absolutely insane. So we kind of. We kind of got off on a tangent, but yeah. tell me, tell me some of the things that you were like. What did you think that they did very well in this movie? What were your well, What were your high notes? My high notes, my highest note was the fact that we got to see a new Sam Raimi movie. You can you yeah. can really tell. You can really really tell. And I can't I can't remember who I was listening to that was talking about this, but one of one of Sam Raimi's greatest qualities is that he is a master with the camera. His ability to oh, yeah. create, in ca- they call it in-camera effects or in-camera action. Everything that happens, happens within the frame of the camera. You're seeing everything develop and move within the frame of the camera. He moves the camera through scenes so fluidly. And it was really cool to like see the beginning of the movie and go, oh yeah, this is this is a Sam Raimi movie. Like you could tell immediately that you were watching a Sam Raimi movie. Now that's not to say that it did feel at some points like maybe there was a little bit of Marvel reaching their hand in the cookie jar and going, "Okay, we need to do right. this. We need to do this with these reshoots." In some we ways it was kind done. of a dialed back version of Sam right. Raimi, which happened with Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And it really like it sucks to see it happen to someone like Sam Raimi who is who will go down as like one of the greatest horror directors in the history of filmmaking because he is. I mean, there's sure yeah. he's, he's made a name for himself because of the movies he's made. It just, it kind of sucks to see that happen, but to Marvel's credit, they did seem to do it less so than in past films like Spider-Man three. Spider-Man three was basically a complete studio takeover where they said, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, before they even started shooting oh, the movie. Oh, and by the way, it was their least successful in the franchise. Shocking, right? <laughs> right. It, this one this one definitely seemed a little more piecemeal. You can still kind of feel that effect, but not to the point where it doesn't... It, it doesn't... It, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't like, get in the way of that Sam Raimi style. Like You still have that Sam Raimi effect yeah. throughout this entire movie. And I think part of the... Some people's criticisms are are with the the script and kind of the some of the more like goofier tongue in cheek dialogue. I I get where those criticisms are coming from, but also like a lot of that is like has to do with certain Sam Raimi isms. Like he he very much has like this. It, it's like that scene in in Spider Man Two when a bunch of like fire trucks are flying by. And Tobey Maguire takes like a giant bite out of a fucking hot dog and just walks out of frame, like those kind of goofy moments like that. Like yeah. that's a very much a, that's just a Sam Raimi thing. Like he had, he enjoys injecting his movies with like this kind of awkward, 
like blink and you miss it moments where characters may do things when you watch it you go okay that was a little weird I don't know why they did that but I think when you look back on it they become more endearing parts of the movie because of how quirky they are and because they feel so unique to this kind of creator um that so that that really for me that my biggest positive is the fact that I you got to see a little Sam Raimi injected into the MCU. Well, let's let's uh, let's kind of dive into that a little more because you did you said Sam Raimi will inevitably go down as one of the best horror directors of all time, right? And there was a lot of Evil Dead in this movie. There was a lot of um, the the one that the Dead one that movie. stood out to me is um, kind of the allusions to Carrie, the 2013 movie yep. with um, Elizabeth Olsen and um, Wanda, uh-huh. you know, especially the scene where she's walking through the Illuminati HQ yeah, and she's covered in what is like century oil, but it just looks like it blood. It looks like, like she's blood. Basically yeah. Dripping in blood. <laughs> right. Um, in that same scene when she, I'm, I'm turning my head. I was turning my oh. head for effect, checking the room. For anyone? anyone who may be spoiler averse, you not seen it, oh, okay. Leo. You seen this movie? No, he ain't seen it. He actually did look at you and address a, you though. He's That's a, he's a dog. He's a he dog. wouldn't understand when I mentioned the fact that in the scene where Wanda <laughs> kills Professor X, uh huh, and she's in the like rubble. Oh yeah, they're they're like yeah. what in his no. mind, in her mind. I they're think in, in her mind. They're in her mind. He goes into her mind. Yeah. And it, presumably it's like in the rubble where right. her and her brother were buried. Right. And you just see her hand like pop out right. of the rubble. The version of Wanda who is currently trapped and not in control of her own body. Right. But rather being controlled by Scarlet Witch Wanda from our version yes. of Earth. And I think also in that scene the only actual reference to – or the only like – clear reference to WandaVision because on the TV in that screen is like the WandaVision intro theme. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, so many horror elements, mostly all revolving around Scarlet Witch, which makes sense. Right, Um, right. The other one is when they're fighting in the Camertage and she is pulling people out of the reflections or she's pulling people into the reflections of the water or anything. She's like using the... Basically, using Doctor Strange's magic against against him, the Kamertaj, because yeah. he traps her in this mirror in the mirror dimension, mirror dimension, yeah, and she can't get out until she figures out that she any of her reflections are right. also her. Right. She starts taking people out that way. You see these like extreme close-ups of her eye, yeah, in multiple oh, yeah. multiple scenes around the movie. Uh huh. And then she climbs out of the gong, like twisting and turning, like the um. Uh, the Grudge, the girl from the Grudge. It reminded, me, out that. Of the TV. It reminded me of Pennywise and It. Yes, Part One or Chapter One. A lot of there are so many horror elements in this movie, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not prepared to call it a horror film. No. You and I kind of talked about that. It's right. It's almost getting a little bit too much hype as a horror Marvel <coughs> movie. Right, and it's not. It's not a horror movie in For my sure, eyes. No. no, but maybe it's about as horror as Marvel can be, and. For, you know, given the resources that he had, I'm super, super impressed with what Sam Raimi did bringing in some of those elements that we don't really get to see 
in any yeah. other Marvel movies. And this is the perfect character to do it with too, right? I mean the the you have the the not he well he's not the what's it called? Not the grandmaster, the um the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, the, he's not the sort the you know, but you have witches and in wizards and yeah, you know, Sorcerer Supremes. You know, you this is the these are the kind of characters where playing into the horror element would would be a lot easier than say like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, which is much more of sure. like a like a, that's where you play the, that kind of movie is a kind of movie where you play into like Western themes and well, and I think space operas stuff like that. This was probably as far as like, <clears throat> as far as like scary scenes go uh-huh. in Marvel. This was probably the scariest since like I think of like Ultron the like yeah. when he the no strings on me like right, promos right. that they did, but just with Ultron all mangled and destroyed at at stark tower and right. i don't know there there's been very few like horror moments moments in marvel yeah. and this was just chock full of them and i i love that i think it worked very well and with yeah. a character like scarlet witch and given the background that scarlet witch has as a character it has to be like she's practicing magic out of a book that was written by a demon right like how can you not have some sort of horror exactly in this yeah. film dude talk the whole the entire third act where strange conjures up a dead version of himself right. and basically summons the dead yeah. to that legitimately it's evil dead three the the third act of this movie feels like an evil dead movie and i'm pretty sure that's referenced <clears throat> in the movie like oh yeah how he you can't summon a like a dead... You can't ver- summon a corpse. And you he, can't summon a corpse, and, yeah. And he basically... Or you can't dreamwalk in a corpse. In a and, corpse, yeah. And he basically makes a comment that essentially said, I don't give a fuck. Right. right. Which... Basically he said, he fucking really watch does. me do it. No. And, and never. Leading up to this movie, we, we kind of thought that this movie was going to be about Doctor Strange answering for his sins. Right. And he hasn't yet. Not is, really. At, we're, we're at the end of this film and... The sins of his past have yet to catch up with him, and right, it has to eventually. The eventually like the other shoe's gonna drop. But you do get those you get those great moments like with uh, with at the beginning during uh, uh, Christine's wedding, he's with uh, Michael Stahlberg's character from the original the from the first scientist. yeah the other yeah, uh, the I other doctor, um, and you know they're talking about like he's talking about like what he lost. He's like I lost my cats, my brother's gone. And, you know, they were talking about, like, uh, you know, all these things they lost. And and he looks at Strange and he goes, like, y- you're telling me there was no other way. Yeah. This was it. Like, you get that, you get those elements of, of bitterness that people feel towards Strange because of the decisions he's made. And you get those moments with Strange try- really thinking about, like, shit, did I do the right, did I do it the right way? Like, I did see 13 million different scenarios of how this plays out and i only saw one where we won but and also, that was the one that ended up happening yeah but at what cost and how much of that falls on me right and we also you know in this every version of strange seems to be that way they're all they're all very similar um kind of personality types they're very right. strong-willed they don't mind making sacrifice right well they don't mind sacrificing others right. 
for the sake of they don't mind sacrifice as a as an as a construct or as an idea sure not necessarily their own sacrifice right but sacrifice in general to them if it if it serves the greater good is fine but we also we you see it again in this movie dr strange basically tells um america chavez there is no other way like he has to take her powers right basically to protect her but that's it's becoming a pretty regular theme for dr strange which it kind of has to be he is he's kind of all-knowing in that way right where he if anybody knows that there's no other way it's him right and so it it makes sense i guess that we see that kind of over and over again right but this is the fourth or fifth time that we have seen him make a sacrifice on someone else's right. behalf right at no loss to him correct but you also see a little bit more of an injection of humanity into his character too, right? Like our version of Strange, like because at the beginning, you know, you get that scene with a different version of Strange trying to take America Chavez's powers to save the, basically to for the, the sanctity of the greater good, right? Of all mankind and all universes and whatnot. But this our version of Strange in the third act gets you you see that again like i said that injection of humanity where he says you know he's walking her through how to harness her power and he's going through this moment with her basically giving her the ability to do what everyone else has been saying you have to take this from her you have to take this power from her in order to save right in order to save these people and he has that moment where he goes actually I think I can work it out. Like, I think I can save her, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't have to die in order for us to all be saved. Like, getting that... <clears throat> and you get those you get those moments of, of humanity for Strange in the Spider-Man movie, too. Right? Like, the moment at the very end where, Spy- <laughs> where Peter's like, just let everyone forget who I am. And Strange is like, okay, I can do that, but, like, I'm not going to remember you. Like... You get those. You get those mo- more of those moments all throughout this movie of Strange, like yeah. trying to figure out like what actually makes him happy, because that's a constant question. He gets a, that's a question he gets constantly asked in every like multiple universes he goes through. The sure. same people asking the same question: Are you, are you happy here? Like, are you happy right now? Yeah. And I think a lot of this movie is about him kind of discovering like what maybe not necessarily what, whether or not he is happy, but what could lead to his happiness. And I think he's starting to realize that thinking about more than just the greater good and thinking about the people that he's closest to are what's going to kind of lead him that way. And I think they really accomplish that through this story. Well, and it, it opens up a little bit more freedom on his part, knowing now what he knows about the multiverse and knowing that there are other Doctor Stranges out there doing similar things to him. Right. It almost allows him to take less risks in his own world because maybe he has... And, you know, we learned that there are also Doctor Stranges that are don't have good intentions. Right. Um, but maybe he learns, like, maybe he doesn't have to save the entire multiverse every decision that he makes. Right. Right. right, and maybe it's okay to just do what's best for Earth six one six, right, and not all of the others all at once. Right, um, 
Doctor Strange is kind of becoming he's he's kind of becoming like a father figure to a lot of these young yeah. Avengers, oh, which is kind first, of cool. It, first with with <clears throat> Spider Man, yeah, um, and there were some callbacks to Spider Man in this early on. Uh-huh. Um, no, of course, no callback to Peter Parker. There Correct. was no reference to Peter yeah. Parker. There was yep. only a reference to Spider Man, a Spider Man of which Doctor Strange and Wong knew very little about yeah america chavez was asking them questions about him and pretty much all they know is that he exists right they don't know details about now this Damn. world spider-man yeah but <clears throat> dr strange also starts to kind of take america chavez under his wings um yep. and i thought i thought this new i don't know if she'll be an avenger i'm sure there will be some sort of team up eventually yeah. but yeah i thought this new character was pretty she, cool she was great she and and such a cool such a cool opportunity to have a character basically like find like find their way with their superpowers. She right. has until the very end of this movie, she has zero control over her powers. Yeah. All she knows is that she can travel the multiverse. She can travel multi yeah. when she is scared. Essentially, when she is, just when yeah. she gets scared enough, because sometimes it's not even right away. Right. She has to be scared, and then she has no clue where she's going. Yeah, she just ends up somewhere she else. She just ends up somewhere else. Right. And at the very end, we see her it kind of find the ability to open up a portal to right. show Wanda, or to show Scarlet Witch, the, you know, the other version of Wanda. Right. But Strange also kind of has to have that patience with her, when she says she can't do it, he kind of has to be like, y- "You'll figure it out." Right. And that's and sometimes that's the only lesson he teaches. Right. With with sp- the last version of Spider Man, you know, he was very <clears throat> he was very much he thought that Spider Man already knew everything. Right. He, he treated him like we talked about, like an adult. Like an adult, yeah. He treats America Chavez like a young hero. Who needs to find her own path? He can't do everything for her, right? And we see that at the end when he basically tells her, "Like you'll know what to do. You'll know what to do." Also, the like the moments when she's talking, she th- like she thinks her parents are dead. Yeah. Um, because the first time she ever opened up the portal, I don't know what they called it in the movie. I think it called the Star Portal, legit, just a fucking blue Star Portal. Yeah. That shit was kind of funny. Um, her parents, <coughs> her parents got sucked in and you know, she got sucked into and she feels responsible for their death. And I love how, you know, strange is kind of walking her through the idea of like, well, you know, there's a good chance they're probably not dead. Like you're still here. You're still here. So why would they, why would you be here and they not be here? Like, or they not be somewhere else? Right. He has like this unwavering belief that she'll see them again. And I don't know what, like, again, strange isn't the kind of guy that like, like tell us something to like make people feel better. Right. He's very honest with he's 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 all he is he has a deadpan honesty to it. And he's very sure of himself. And he's too. very sure of himself. So like to hear that coming from him, like obviously America doesn't know it because she's just met this version of Strange. But right. like and she hated all, all the other strangers. Hated all the other strangers. <laughs> but like to hear that coming from him, like when I was watching the movie, I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. I like it was like a it 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 would it made me feel like it made me feel confident that she was going to see him again, but it was also just like a very positive, like a good message of like you know your your mistakes don't always 
they're not like these absolute terrors. You know, right. mistakes can mistakes can happen. That doesn't mean everything that happened when it happened is bad. Right. right. Sometimes mistakes lead to good things. And, you know, sometimes mistakes can be mended. All you have to do is go try and do it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and part of that was harnessing her power to even be able to be to even be able to travel the multiverse. And now she has that ability. Well, and by, you know, by the end of the movie, she is training under Wong to learn magic which it to learn the mystic she's not going to become a sorcerer but she's learning control of her abilities and that's and that's going to be huge for her character going forward because if you think about it the powers that she has are very strong when compared to some of the other characters in the mcu right now yeah um and she might her decisions and and the use of her powers are going to have large effects on especially the multiverse as we start to get more and more crossovers um, right in in more and more references to other <clears throat> marvel properties right which by the way we were all expecting a huge x-men crossover right. in this movie yeah uh, there were rumors of fantastic four crossovers right um and rumors of also the Inhuman crossovers, and we got yeah. all three of those. We did very briefly. Very brief. Um, we had a uh, we had Peggy Carter. Yep. As um, what do they call her? She's not Captain America. It's the uh, ca- ca- crap. I can't remember. Captain Freedom. Captain England. Cap- <laughs> Captain 1776. Captain 1776. Listen. So, in the Illuminati, there are... Leo, how dare you? Get over here. Come here. (laughs) In the Illuminati, which which Strange meets, um, they're kind of like a high court, basically, that is there to make right the, the wrongdoings of the superheroes in that universe. I think right. that was 838. Something like that, yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so in the Illuminati, we have Mr. Fantastic. We have Charles Xavier. Yep. We have Captain Marvel, but a different version of Captain Marvel. Right. We have um, Peggy Carter as Captain whatever. Yep. We have... Um, what is his name? The he's an inhuman. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy the with the uh, with the the tuning fork. Right. And I I don't fork. remember his name, but the the inhumans, my understanding are essentially they were humans that were experimented on and now have right. superpowers. So they're right. not the same as mutants. Right. They're not the same as the Avengers. Yeah. Um, a different Marvel group. So anyway, the Illuminati is made up of all those groups. Right. And their time in this film was very limited very short-lived very short-lived um because as basically as fast as we met them uh scarlet witch decided to come in and quite literally dismember kills all of them kills them dead all of them dead or dead 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 each and every one super dead uh broken necks broken necks unraveled crushed heads she unraveled mr fantastic that's fucked yeah she took all of his stretchy. And then stretchy. his head just popped. Yeah. That was fucked. Dude, and then when she killed that, the inhuman dude. Yeah. 
That was the most gruesome, oh, probably dude. the most gruesome kill we've seen in a Marvel movie. Probably. Well, they did split Peggy Carter in half with the shield. They did, but that we didn't have fun. to see yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't see it. Also, that was some that was some uh, Sam Raimi Green Gobbler type shit. Yeah, yeah. Green Gobbler. Green Gobbler. <laughs> Green Goblin. <laughs> oh, forget Green I Gobbler. <laughs> Forget I said that. Um, but a goblin is green. Though that scene, that scene was important still. For, oh yeah, for a lot of reasons. Yep. So those versions of these crossovers don't exist anymore. <laughs> They're all gone. They're all deader than dead. Oh, can I just say though, the uh, actress who played Captain Marvel in this movie way better than Brie Larson. Way oh. better than Brie Larson. Yeah. Way, 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 way. Way better. Imagine if she was originally cast as Captain. That would have been dope. That would have been dope. She was kind of a badass, dude. She was like, she just had like that. Like she had the she had like that. And her suit was cooler. Her suit was way way cooler. cooler. But she had like that, like that that suave energy to her that I think Brie Larson is like trying to give off in her portrayal of Captain Marvel. But this actress just did it so much better. Like when she was walking around or talking, I was like. Okay, yeah, that's Captain Marvel. All right. Anyway, okay. keyword uh, had because had she gone because she did um, <laughs> crushed by a giant boulder. Which uh, in in hindsight, not the gr- that that wouldn't kill Captain Marvel. Probably not. But like, still, man, she hey, got fucked it up. Works. Um, Peggy listen, Carter got split in half by her own shield. Yeah, that was messed. That up. was beef. Um, that was. And then the sound up. guy. I, I seriously don't know his name. I need to look it up the on the, sa- the sound guy. Um, but he had so his power is like basically his voice can destroy worlds or whatever. Right. I don't know. Um, but she killed him by sealing his mouth shut and then crushing and then she screamed, his screamed, which killed him from which, the inside. Which like imploded like, his it head. Like impl- it was gross. It was it was insane. His head caved in, and I was like, oh my god. So that scene, that scene was bonkers. Oh yeah. Um, but it's important because it means that versions of those characters exist, exist in every universe. Right. So we might not get. It's it's unfortunate for a couple of reasons. We might not get the Charles Xavier right. in this current MCU, but a Charles Xavier does exist. Yeah. We already know the the different versions of Captain Marvel and Captain America that exist in this world. Right. Hopefully there will be more in humans because that's just another group that we can kind of see on film. Right. And we know Fantastic Four is coming. Um, but I think that th- that scene was also important to show that Scarlet Witch is the most powerful being in this right. universe. It also is, it shows <clears throat> it, it shows how far she is willing to go. Right. In order to get what she wants. And right? there's a there's a lot of references throughout the movie about and and Doctor Strange starts to catch on to this. It starts with Wanda basically saying, I'm trying to be reasonable. And Right. I'm and, showing mercy. Right. In, in the actions in, I've made in, so far. In her mind, she is doing she is using the least amount of violence necessary to get her point across and then just continues to escalate it. Until she right, succeeds, as the film progresses, and she gives she gives warnings, and that's part of what makes her character so interesting. Is we know that she's not showing us her full strength, right? And her motivations as a, a mom trying to basically get back to her children. She wants to have a family. That's her motivation, right? And it's like big mama bear vibes, big time, big time, but. 
I just think that this version of Wanda was absolutely fascinating. Oh yeah. And it's there's so much like there's so much Scarlet Witch psychology to like oh, yeah. dive into because it's a if it's a different type of motivation than we've seen from any other right. Marvel villain especially. And yeah. her role as a villain, we I know you and I were both very excited to see oh, yeah. Scarlet Witch Super as excited. a villain. Um, and finally getting to see that mm-hmm. to its, to its fullest extent, it was pretty cool. I, it was. I really enjoyed what they did with Wanda and I hope, <clears throat> I hope this is not the end for, Me for too. Scarlet Witch. Although her, her character arc is pretty complete. She has a pretty full character arc and you know, to your point, like to your point, like obviously the things she's doing, it logically make don't make much sense in in you know strange and wong point this out multiple times like you, you never had these kids these right. kids th- they don't this exist version to you this version of you never got to experience that life never will get to experience that life and part of their whole point is like you ju- you you have to give you have to live out the cards that were dealt to you you can't right. just take over someone else's life and expect that things are just going to be the same and that you're going to be able to just to just will yourself into this version of your own existence and it takes america chavez showing her this in the third act for her to finally realize and come to grips with what not only with what she's done but what with what she can't have and what at what cost it would come for her to have that which in the end becomes too much for her to bear which thank god too because Everyone in that, everyone in every universe would probably be dead if she didn't have that realization. So, like you said, it's just it. It felt like such like getting her to that point by the end of the film felt like her whole arc that started in Infinity War, way back in Infinity War, finally feels like it's come to a conclusion, like it's come to a close, like it's wrapped up. So, I totally agree. I hope she's not gone for good, but if she were, I wouldn't be too upset because. I feel like her. We've gotten an entire arc out of her character. Her her kind of role in the multiverse is really interesting to me as well because the so there are versions of Wanda that have a family. Um, right. You could assume that there are versions of Wanda that still has Vision. There are multiverses yeah. where Vision never died. Um. But it's interesting because of how it ties back into WandaVision. Like, the version that she created for WandaVision Uh exists somewhere. Right. It almost implies that she had some knowledge of the multiverse prior to starting to study the Darkhold. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of where she learned to control it. But she created a universe that, or in our, or in her universe... Yeah, she created a town, a home, a family right. that already exists somewhere, yeah. and so that makes it super interesting because it's almost like what did she know in Wandavision? What did mm-hmm. she know that she wasn't letting on to? I wonder if it maybe it ties into the idea they present in this movie, where like of how your dreams are what connects you to the other versions of yourself in different universes, right? Right. So she has all these dreams of of her kids and her life with her life with vision that's pr- maybe that's what gave her such visceral 
what was able to give her su- these yeah. visceral recreations in WandaVision, right? Yeah. The fact that she dreamed these, she dreamed of this other version of herself that is actually that is ended multiverse. up being another version of herself in a different universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. That was her, her, she really stood out. She was another big standout for in me my, in, in this it, movie. In my opinion, Wanda, like from start to finish as a character, um, whether or not this is it or not, because she, she might show up somewhere else, but I feel like we probably have seen the most important parts of her story and they have been completed. Right. So whether or not this is it, I think that she is as close to a... She had as close to a perfect character arc as anybody in the MCU has. Um, right. It was very complete, um, very coherent. They had a very clear vision for her, no pun intended, <laughs> from the beginning. Hey, when is White Vision coming back? I know. I'm very curious as to when he's going to he, pop back up. Where he be? Where is? Where, where he be though? Where are you at? Um, where do he be though? What did you not like? Oh, excuse me. Uh, oh. I thought pacing-wise it was uh, a little off in parts. I felt like there were some moments that kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, <clears throat> it just like felt like whenever there was a break in action, we the pace really, really grinded down to a halt in some spots. Never to a point where I thought what was going on wasn't purposeful. But it did just the it, the movie had pacing issues here and there. To right. me. I think that was probably the biggest glaring issue for me. I kind of already touched on the a bit of the the studio interference stuff with Sam Raimi. Um. Otherwise, man, I, I uh, it was a little short. I thought it could have been longer. Yeah. Other I th- than other than that, I I felt very positive about. I think those things kind of go together, like the pacing, and yeah, it, it yeah. could have been a little bit longer. Not by much, but it, it could have used an extra 15 minutes. Um, <clears throat> I think so, yeah. I Some of the script, some of the dialogue, I, I thought you know wasn't perfect. It wasn't bad, but it, I wasn't really impressed by it. Um, right. I think overall, the computer effects that Marvel has been using the last few movies are taking a little bit of a downturn. And that could bit. be, that could be a result of like COVID production issues. Yeah. But like at this point they should be past all of that. Yeah. So I do expect a little better from Thor. Um, also, I think they probably, it's probably a budget thing. Like they could have afforded more for this movie. I think the right. budget was 180 million, which is a lot of money, but not for Marvel. No. And, yeah. and they considering they made it back first weekend and they, <laughs> they knew damn well, they would make it back first oh, weekend. hundred percent. I think that this just in general, <clears throat> this could have benefited from having a little, a few more resources thrown at it. Right. Um, but that's just stuff that like helps refine a movie. It's, it's, yeah. it doesn't make this bad in any, yeah, in it any doesn't regard. bring it down by any means. Um, you want to, you want to grade it? Yeah. I'm feeling a solid a minus on this movie. I really, really liked it. I'm so glad that Sam Raimi is back in the, in the game. I hope to see more from him soon. Maybe more Marvel from him soon. It'd be cool if they would really just let him go full on horror with a Doctor Strange movie. Or, hear me out. Uh huh. I don't want to give. Listen. 
I don't want to give Wanda the Black Widow treatment. Yeah. If she does happen to be dead, but I wouldn't hate a Scarlet Witch movie. Scarlet Witch movie would be pretty dope. I think it would be sick. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I'd probably give this a A minus, B plus. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very good. Um, this, I know I just kind of keep saying it, but I was I loved this version of Wanda. I loved the way that they kind of wrapped up the the story track that she had been on. Um, I think that this complete version of Scarlet Witch is yeah. one of the best Marvel characters we've ever seen, and. That like that alone made the movie for me. I had been looking forward to Wanda as a villain for a long time, right? And they did a very good job with it. I'm yeah, I'm real happy with this movie. Um, you know, is it the best Marvel we've seen? No, but it was no. it was kind of what we hoped for. Yeah, um, it it lived up to its expectations, and in a lot of ways, it um, it exceeded them. It exceeded yeah. them. It surprised us in good ways. So. Uh, I'm real happy with what they did. Totally, totally agree. Um, that's you, it. You want to take him out, Dom? That's <clears throat> it. Um, listen, man. Listen, man. Uh, we got a few pods to drop that'll be coming out soon. Uh, sorry, we've kind of been MIA. It doesn't mean that we haven't been working, but you'll be getting yeah. a few coming up here pretty quick. Um, in the meantime, go ahead and follow us on all of our socials. Front underscore row media one. Wow. Nice. On Instagram. Indeed. A baboom. Uh, front row seats on Facebook. Front row media one at gmail.com if you want to email Wait, us. Front underscore row media. There's no one on our Instagram. No, no, no. The email. Yeah, I already no, said the Instagram. Yeah, but you said a oh, one. Oh, oh, yeah. Front underscore row media on Instagram. Yeah. Front row, front row media, media one, one at, at gmail.com. Send us an email. email address. Hey, screen rant, respond to my emails. Hey, fucking reply. They're not listening. They're this. not listening. They're, <laughs> They're not never going to listen to this. It's okay. Um, it's fine. We still love you. It's fine. We still do For love you. For the most you. part. Um, <clears throat> hey, if you're listening to this, you're probably already on your preferred podcast network. Correct. But. But, but if you're like, hey, I think they're only on Spotify, psych you thought. Psych. We're not. We're everywhere. Guess again. We are on Spotify. We are. Indeed. Uh. But we also are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. We are on SoundCloud. In fact, we're hosted by SoundCloud. In fact, most of our traffic comes from SoundCloud, which blows my mind. But shout out to all you SoundCloud folks. We love you, SoundCloud. Um, we're also probably on like some weird... like. Random Dutch website stuff. or something yeah. like yeah. I don't know where our stuff is. It's e- literally it's everywhere. It's like, everywhere. If you think of a spot that you could listen to podcasts, we're there. We're probably so there. look us yeah. up. In fact, just type in FRP <clears throat> episode, pick a number between one and sixty, yep. and you'll land on something good. Yeah, um, you'll find something you like. Or just go ahead and search front row podcast yeah. front row seats if you're uh if throwing you're on, those keywords if you're on apple podcasts or spotify be sure to leave us that five-star review yeah uh let us know why you left a rating if you feel so inclined also stay tuned we might be mixing up a little bit with a little music review oh. might be a little album coming oh. that we're both very interested in talking about we now have listen. never we've never delved we've never delved into music before, but, but we're we both, might just try our hand at it. We are both very very into into music, so there's a, we we talk music almost as much as we talk movies. Yes, surprisingly, correct. there's a certain project coming on May thirteenth. 
that has that we have been anticipating since 2017. The king is back. The king is back. And he wears a crown of thorns mm. in his new album cover. <laughs> and he's got a revolver in his back pocket. And he's holding his baby. And his okay. wife is breastfeeding the other baby. It's a dope album cover. If you can't get what we're getting at from that teaser, then I don't know what to say. I'm done. We're done. I'm this done. is it. This, this is, is it. the end of this the podcast. Is, there will never be another podcast. No, there there will be. <laughs> don't say that. There will be. <coughs> this is good timing. <clears throat> I'm glad. I good thing, though. I'm going to be okay. There will be another Gus. There will be another me. In the multiverse. In the multiverse. There are infinite ver- I'm going to go take a nap and maybe dream inside the head of another version of myself. that, though. Like, theoretically, there is infinite numbers of you in other worlds. If you believe in the idea of a multiverse, yeah. Anyway, Anyway, God, that would... See you guys later. Uh, Bye-bye.